1: it's back on welcome to with Sona. another episode here with tony and luke and uh we've got a we've got a good one for you guys today uh bull market's is back on obviously although maybe not quite i might have jumped again a little bit there but like kind of a little bit maybe there's positive signs there's positive to, signs to market is new up. highs it's next a week bold. all right you're that's bold that's bold that yeah. might be a little bold. okay it may not be uh we may not be hitting new highs anytime soon but we're, we're inching up. We're finding a little bit of progress, finding a little bit of progress. Got some good news out there for you today. So we're going to dive into that progress on the truckload side and on the ocean side. We're going to look at volume and we're going to look at rates for both. And both are inching up. Ocean side, a little bit more than the truckload side, but nonetheless, a little bit of progress. Stay tuned. We're going to talk more about that. Um, before we do, uh, I wasn't on the show last week. You were here with, uh, I was in the, at the OTM conference, Oracle, small little startup if you've never heard of them. And a great conference. But what I missed traveling back from Philadelphia was the last show with Tanner. Tanner and it's before he left
0: us. How was that show? It was good. I mean, all things went well. So interesting conversation if you haven't checked it out. Hop back in, check it out. But yeah, it's not going to be as fun
1: as this one. I, I can't not imagine. As, fun as this one. Wait, uh, Tony and I were talking before the show, and he said, don't say that the bull market is back on. So naturally, it was the those are the first words out of my mouth. Yeah, but in all reality, I am a little more bullish, like truthfully speaking, than you are. Yeah, and it's not like, as bullish as I came out saying the first like sentence of the show. But I am a little more bullish. Yeah, and it's not that I'm super
0: bearish. It's just I think there are headwinds in yeah. the near future that, if this is a some positive momentum, that could derail that positive momentum. It it, it might not. Sure. I mean, that's that's uh, part of it. But I think they're present and have to be acknowledged before we, and see how things react before we call a significant change in a market. And I only say that because it's, what, the equivalent of $13 billion a month, uh, possibly, in terms of hit-to-consumer spending. Perfect. It's a pretty big number, and there's, like I said, there's there's that will materialize, what, in the next six weeks or so? So it's not like... We've seen volumes increase, what, 12% in six months? Yeah. So how much are we going to grow from here? And what does it shape up? Like, what does this lead to the fourth quarter? I think that's the key is it doesn't feel like the fourth quarter is going to be all that strong, just given not even this data. I mean, just like the concerns going forward from a consumer spend basis, no, consumers don't all freight demand, right? You're, right. You're seeing government spending finally trickle into arguably trickle into the economy, but some of that is around like construction and things like that. Construction seasons go uh, that season like slows yeah, it's down like right? final final month, right? Yeah. So it's like that can kind of slow down into the winter months. So I think those are the two like how much of a- is caused right now. One, like how much was it will pull forward from potentials at yellow and UPS, right? Shippers being proactive before any potential strikes at either one of those. So a reaction to that, then you've got government spending. How much of that reaction is baked into this? And then is the consumer actually continuing to spend money? The answer is yes, to some extent, but has it shifted completely? you'll find out tomorrow if
1: in the daily watch because that was a that was there's a fun chart within the daily watch There's was a fun chart in the daily watch and it confirms a couple of things that we were talking about i think consumers are going to cut out and i could be wrong here i think when student loan repayments come back i think they're going to cut out more services than they do goods spending we've already cut back on goods spending a lot since you know covid and all that stuff and um as and we, we've seen that reflected in the data but i think on the other hand consumer there's only so much in monthly payments consumers can really handle and when you're trying to keep up with a monthly payment it makes sense from a budgetary perspective to cut out consistent other monthly expenses so if you go to the movies once a month or if you are thinking about getting a certain car maybe it's hey we need to get a cheaper car so you have a lower payment or you're planning on going out to eat a little bit less right that's a service now the thing about going out to eat a little bit less is that the freight still moves because you're still having to buy food and groceries. So that's more. So just shifting it a little bit, but anyways, um, let's go ahead and throw this chart up on the screen just real quickly for us. So this is truckload volume since it's February low. Now, February is typically one of the low points in the year. And by the way, ignore those really big dips. Those are the holidays where it seems like it jumps back up a couple days later, so. For the most part, February is the lowest point, but nonetheless, we're up 12, almost uh, 12.5% from February low. So this is a one year chart. Now, um, and I I think what's important here is we're continuing to climb up for the most part. Last couple of days, we've seen we've come off that July peak, but for the most part, we're still climbing a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where we head from here. Tony, traditionally, what is August? and September hold for a truckload of volumes. I think it's interesting. It's more of what is July
0: holds because August and September, if you pulled the seasonality up, I mean, it's it's arguably typically flat. Pretty flat. I mean, yeah, they don't move a whole lot. It's July where you typically see volumes decline because you're post-4th of July, and that's where we broke apart from the seasonality. Seeing this little dip in August, really, I mean, it's not been... I mean, it was half a percent over day over day, but this little bit of a decline really isn't straight. I mean, flat to down, and then it ramps up right at the end of the month because you're leading into Labor Day. So the question is, was this a pull forward for August and is August weaker or where you see this decline or is it sustainable? And I think that's the the hardest part because right now it looks like again, we've seen this slight decline. I mean, it's not anything major, right? It's something to be like, oh, the market's going, volume levels are rapidly returning back to where they were in July before this little ramp up. But it's something to pay attention to because, I mean, even before the actual end of July, volume levels had peaked and started on their way back down slightly. I mean, we're talking like, less than a percent in terms of that movement. But, I mean, you start adding these half a percent down days day over day. If you put a few of them, it takes a pretty significant upward movement to to erase that. So Yeah.
1: I I think we're actually going to see another upward ticking truckload volume. I don't know when it's going to happen, whether yeah. that's August or September, but I think it's going to hit. And the biggest reason is what we're going to look at later, which is a lot of those import booking volumes. We're not going to look at that yet. Before we do, let's just pull up the NTI, which is the truckload spot rates. These are the all-in spot rates. We've seen these before. Again, you've got the year-to-date chart here. Obviously, a lot of down off that May bottom. But pretty much since the May bottom, it's been flat as a pancake. If you take out the May bottom, well, really, if
0: you took the average right now, including the May bottom and the July, 4th of July peak, the average is right where we're at right now. Yeah, And it has been there for, since April. But it's and- not going to stay there. You think that? I mean, the the thing about the freight market as a whole. I mean, it is a true. It's an open market, right? It appears yep. to enter or low. So, in terms of like economics, it's it's as close to where you're going to get a supply demand curve that resembles what you would study in economics. Price is not set by supply and demand together set the price. And when one moves, it moves the price. In this case, we still have way too much supply capacity in the market. It absorbed all of the freight increase that we saw in July, right? It was like a 5% increase or 7% increase. It absorbed all of it. It absorbed all of it. Yeah, it, it had no impact and it's had no impact on rates. So, I mean, at what point does, so to that extent, how much demand do we need to increase? How high do volume levels need to get to increase to push rates higher, yeah. right? Because it, it's you're either going to have to have a massive surge in volume or an exodus and haven't had the exodus to drive rates up. But you also haven't had the demand spike. Even with the 7, 5 7% increase you had in July, it wasn't enough to push rates higher. And that's where I think we... We're talking offline, just like it doesn't, from my perspective, it doesn't feel like spot rates, especially the all-in spot rate, because you have to, is going to go that high anytime soon because you have to factor in. It's all in and fuel prices have gone up. How much in the last little bit? 25%. Yeah. And maybe not that. They're like 25 cents. 25 cents. Since, yeah. 25 cents in the last two weeks. Yeah. Something like that. It's a good chunk change yeah and spot, and, brand, and as the spot, the spot rate has, market has market it. Spot rate. and now that might be a catalyst to push some of this capacity out of the market right because on a cash flow perspective carrier revenue if, <laughs> same if they're spot market exposed has been since april well now their expenses have gone up uh, significantly and it's the second largest expense they had and it comes at a time where they don't really need it now can they offset it with volume no because if they're playing in the spot market, they're exposed to spot market freight, and we saw volumes, well, rejections are three percent, right? So that means less volume is flowing into the spot market. that's less volume to for them to pick up at these rates and now their expenses just rose by 25 cents. 25 cents a gallon, right? So on a per mile basis, it's it's obviously not that, but I mean, you're
1: you're still talking three, four cents a mile. Yeah, to, it, it, adds so, I like that. it adds up. Adds up. Yeah. So, uh, totally agree with all that. But, uh, and I think one one interesting catalyst that we're beginning to see though is we're seeing ocean imports start to pick up mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think that has, if that maintains, right? The question is, <laughs> managers are they simply pull forwarding because ocean rates are still historically very low, or is they are they genuinely predicting that there's going to be more demand coming? We don't really know the answer to that, but we do know is that ocean rates are at the highest level they've been all year, and they're barely off their peak from this time last year. Now, granted this time last year, they had come off their peak already, but they were still fairly elevated compared to historical levels. And I think that's what we see now. So really the question is, is this a pull forward or is this demand that's going to progress? And personally, at first I thought it was maybe a pull forward because we had this spike running into the beginning of July and then we started to fall off, but we've come right back up. Yeah. And I think that's interesting here. Is when ocean imp- when ocean bookings are happening and they're continuing to come up, right? I think we're, it, you know, when you have that second second roof or that second ceiling get hit, it's, it, I don't know, it's it's an odd signal of tells me that like okay they're they're repurchasing or they're can they're basically holding these <laughs> for a longer period of time than I think we would expect if it was simply just let's just pull forward some of that inventory early. Yeah. The other thing about pulling inventory early is you have to store it. It's not free. It's not cheap. To just pull inventory forward. Yeah. So there's no point in pulling that inventory forward if you don't think somebody's not going to buy it. Yeah, you're. I don't disagree
0: there. I think the difference is this is the peak in the ocean market, right? This is more traditional where you would see a peak season in the ocean market, and then it falls off in September. We're below this level from last year after we had already fallen so far. Sure. I think that is more of the concern. Uh, So far. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, so far, I mean, it, we'll see where it goes. I think part of it, I mean, you listen to some of the numbers from China and they're like super depressed, right? Yeah. I mean, what was it, 24% down in exports, sure. something like that? So, I mean, yeah, it's that's important because they're the pr- <laughs> This, the in-balance, anyway, right? So, I mean, they make up over a third mm-hmm. of this index alone from China to the U.S. It's about a third. Yeah. What? I mean, the, I guess the question is, like, where, we get, at what point does this, if this
1: is, is this the peak? And if it's the peak, it's not very peaky compared to previous years. If this is the peak, then it's going to be a very challenging Q4. Yeah. If this is the peak. If it's the
0: Saints itself, it's a, going to be a positive at some point. It's just a matter of when does it hit the transportation market right. too, right? That's the other factor is, we may see this, these volumes come in and they may go sit in a warehouse and not be tendered out for six months. Like you, sure. that's the part. Y- yes, it looks positive, but you don't know when things are actually going to start moving. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's one of those there's, and then
1: again, the capacity front on, in the domestic side, it, there's still a lot of, cap- and I think we're yeah, working. We're, we're beginning to see some of that exit. Um, it's still very early, but yes.
0: And part of me wonders how much of this peak that we saw around the beginning of July
1: in the inbound ocean TE volume index. Let's go ahead and throw up the ocean import bookings. Yeah. There we go. Look at that. So 37% up from their lows in May. The reason why we didn't choose the February lows is that's Chinese New Year. We always see that dip, but from the lows in May up 37% up, uh, the highest point year to date by about. Uh, 7% and then uh, basically at the peak, maybe down 2 or 3% off uh, this time last year.
0: Yeah, and I look at this that basically the July that first peak, right? Yeah. So when we talked about it, it was July 3rd. I'm trying to pull up the basically the transit times because I wonder if some of that has hit the, sh- hit the market and is starting to move
1: out. I think what's... transit times are brought on average right now 26 days plus an additional seven days lead time, plus an additional three days. These have left the port, though, overseas. So don't factor in the lead time. Okay, well, then you still have to factor in the dwell time. So it's about 29 days on average. Yeah, and that's for both coasts. Yeah. So So this stuff should be either hitting the ports now, or actually, in all reality, it probably started hitting the ports last week, and it's still hitting the ports now. Overall, in aggregate, yes. Yes. But it will hit the West
0: Coast in 16 or 17 days versus, so you're talking and that was July 3rd. So if it was headed to the West Coast, it was there by July 20th, which is a, it's way too coincidental that that was right around the same time we saw uh, the tender volume start to pick up. That that ramp up started on the 20th. So, I mean, I think part of it, it's how much is already here. It's already here. you
1: see here is definitely not here yet. No,
0: and I'm it's what does that do? Like, how does
1: that move once it does get here? Yeah, right? so yeah, does it move via intermodal? Does it move truckload? Does, does it sit for a month? Does it end up moves? in a warehouse somewhere yeah. and just sit there? So does it go over to Ontario and hang out there for a little while? Phoenix, right? Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix has grown tremendously in the past year. Phoenix isn't nearly as much of a backhaul market as it used to be. No, it's still a pretty heavy backhaul market. Yes. Not saying it's a great market here to be, but relative to where it was just a few years ago, it sounds bad. No, and I think
0: that's the right now's the time to get out of a comfort zone. And if you thought Phoenix was always bad, well, maybe now's the time to take a look. And I think that, from a care perspective, right, try to try to get in there and play around and see how it does. So, looking at transit times to Long Beach, eighteen point six days. Okay, so
1: let's call it twenty days. Include the. And two days, two day delays. All right, let's call it three weeks. So twenty one days. Right, if you include the include the dwell time. So twenty one days to get to Long Beach, LA, and then what about to go to New York?
0: All right, let's pull up New York, New Jersey. It, it'll be twenty five days. Twenty five days, so and then what's the plus dwell time? Plus a another two day. So you're talking so twenty seven like days. days. So another an extra week. Yeah, an extra week. So. I think that's what's going to be interesting is how does this play out over time? Because, I mean, I look at the booking volume. So, right, that upstream, even more upstream, like it's continuing to slide. And I think that to me is the concern is that that signal is showing a, it showed this increase up to basically a week ago. And since then it's fallen off. Talking about lead times that are in the seven, eight day range that, Let's see what this index, the volume index
1: does over the next five five days, yeah, so. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Um, Let's go ahead and pull up ocean rates here real quick. Now, the thing about the ocean rates here is they have had a pretty big spike relative to where they were. So, uh, can we pull up that chart? It's the ocean rates, FBXD. Thank you, here it is. So if you look at this chart, it looks like ocean rates are mooning. Right. To use the use the uh the crypto terminology, right? They are mooning. Um they doubled since the rate lows. They were they were a thousand dollars for a TEU from China to North America West Coast. Now they're uh just a smidge under two thousand dollars. So yes, percentage wise, big increase. However, they're still down almost ninety percent from their highs. Yeah. Now to be fair, that high was totally just egregious. That's not normal. Basically where they are right now is they're down. 20% from their historical norms over the last five years. Yeah. And Go back, they're, they're slightly above 2019, slightly below 2018 levels. Yeah, and the key on the
0: ocean is to remember there's, what, 10 carriers that pulling like 90%, 90% of the market, yeah. something like that. Ugh. So they can push rates up in a way a that, more control. that a truckload carrier, that's why you might not see like that reaction to volume is not as impactful on the truckload market sure. in terms of rates as it might be on the ocean side where they see, Hey, volume levels are starting to pick up. Like let's push our rates up because if you look, they like push, push them right up, right into like the last month. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where they really started to grow and that's right around the time that they saw that you saw an uptick in volume levels that yeah. they're trying to, which they should, because they're the ocean carriers are the ones that have been hurting. Well, they're still bringing in numbers that they hadn't brought in before, but they're so far off of their yeah. profits from and revenues from just, what, bl- last year, really? Two years ago, Correct. both of them? So it looks a lot worse than it arguably is if we... The problem is everybody says don't, or like if you take the last two years out, well, the last two years still happened. Yeah, right? we can't
1: totally ignore them. Exactly. They happened, and... And you can't even really look that much pre-COVID because we're not in that same, We don't live in that same world anymore. No, it's very different. World's changed, yeah. And uh,
0: this will. that kind of goes into the chart that'll be in the daily watch for those Sonar subscribers. Looking at this percentage of good spending versus uh, services spending. Yeah. Good spending had been on an upward trend for year ten years. Yeah, L- like COVID. And then it went from like 36% of total spending to like 42% of total spending by March of 21. And now it's back down to 39. So it's still above- Back on the trend. Yeah, it's still back to, I mean, it's still above where it was pre-COVID. But if you draw a line, a trend line, it's pretty close to where it should have been as a percentage of total, uh, the total personal consumption expenditures that that the uh, BLS puts out. But- it's one of those things it's been this slow kind of clock. but that point alone is why you would expect to see growth in volumes naturally yeah. right is that there has been some more and that's real so it is adjusted for inflation you should see growth in volumes every year year over year and that's just not the case in the freight market but right. you can still see good spending and some of that has to go with the value of the goods that are being <laughs> right? Because it's not in volumes, it's in dollars. Correct. So you could spend 10% more and not move it one free. Exactly. So yeah, if you're good as, well, if you're good at, say you're buying a higher, say you're buying a $1,500 laptop instead of a $1,000 laptop. Well, the mm. value is more, but it's still the same volume, right? right? You bought one laptop versus another. So that's, I think that's the key uh, to remember is it's still in dollars, but it's maybe a little more sticky, at this closer to 40% of total spending than then dropping back down to
1: that closer to 35% of yeah. spending. I think, I think you're probably right there. I think you're probably right. So it'll be interesting to see where, where it comes out. So for some of our subscribers, stay tuned. Look at the Daily Watch tomorrow. There's going to be a big update. And then for those of you that aren't some of so our subscribers, um, stay tuned next week and you can come and find out. And of course, yeah. always message us online and yeah. we'll, we'll do our best to respond. Uh, and give, keep you updated and see where the market goes. At the end of the day, we don't know. We got the data trying to interpret it, but... Um, do you want to tell the people your bold prediction by the end of the year? I do have a bold prediction by the end of the year. It's a very bold prediction. Uh, I've set, I've told a few people this at freeways and I've been laughed at by every single one of them, probably for good reason, but, you know, I, uh, I'm i a bold predictions kind of guy, all right? I'm, I'm playing blackjack, okay? I'm a little bit of a gambler. So, um, I think... Spot rates will be higher than contract rates between now and the end of the year at some point. For reference, load. the spread bre- yeah, between listen, listen. the line hole Talking
0: spot rate details. and contract rate is currently seventy four cents. Not, so you high have have calculated, it. you forgot to carry the one and all this. So we we'll like, have to have a seventy
1: four cent swing for that to happen. Hey, and it could happen, right? Not, you got to have sonar. Figure it out. You do have to have someone to figure it out. the Nasdaq was up forty-five percent at one point this year. It's not anymore. It's come down a little bit. It's now up like thirty-nine percent. But still, could happen, folks. Could happen. It's also sentiment-driven and not economic-driven. Rates are one hundred percent sentiment-driven. Yeah, I mean, to an extent. To an extent, they were the holidays. I'll give you that one. Like a perfect example is like a one thousand percent, no, a, a two thousand percent, no, one thousand percent increase in ocean rates. That was sentiment-driven, especially when demand had really only increased like 50%. But anyways, we're out of time, folks. We'll see you next week. No time for Tony to offer his rebuttal. I'm right. He's wrong. And we're going to find out in December. Have a fantastic rest of your day.